It's the time of the week again. It's the gift of gaming podcast. And this week, you get cozy on your couch because we're talking about couch co ops. All right, it's me, your host, as per usual, as always. And thankfully, I'm joined by guests this week. Real people. Live episodes, well, it's live now for me, but it won't be for you. But today on the podcast, I'm joined by none other than Craig, the Critical Nolan. How are you, Craig? Hey, doing, Darren. Nice to be on. You, you excited? You pumped? I'm pretty excited for Couch Co-op, yeah? Should yeah? be a good, good one. Good, good. And, and hopping on this uh, most co-op-y of couches is also first-time uh, podcast uh, person on the show, and my own brother, Andrew Wade. Andrew, how are you doing? Not too bad, Darren. Not too bad at all. Good to have you on the first your first show Thanks. here. Yeah, it's fine to be here. And hopefully, if you don't ruin it, if you don't ruin the <laughs> podcast for everybody, we'll get you back on. I'll try very hard not to. <gasps> I ruined it loads of times, <laughs> and I'm back, so like I don't think that holds weight. See, it's, it's, it's false, <laughs> false threats. So, uh, Andrew, we, we've like you know, instead of every most episodes, we usually ask what games people are playing. And as a person who hasn't been on the podcast, who probably plays different games to us, I might give a fresh. New zest for the listeners. What are you playing right now? I don't know about fresh new zest. Uh, at the moment, I'm playing uh, Deep Rock Galactic, which is dwarves, dwarves, mining and dwarves. Yeah. Uh, which is, yeah, absolutely insane fun. Um, still still fun. Still fun. Still fun. Um, so is that on PC, is it? That It's PC and PlayStation. And okay. probably Xbox as well. I'm not too sure about Xbox. I've Definitely just never heard of it. PC like, anyway. What, where does it work? So it's like it's a four-player go deep dive into mines, mine all the minerals, kill all the bugs, we, wave upon it was, wave of bugs. It was bugs. free on the PlayStation Store, so it was you, me, Colum, and Kev. You, Kev me, Colum, and Kev yeah, yeah. hopped on to do a four-player of this. Now, I, like, it, was, it was free, so it was great, and it was fun for me for like two weeks maybe because I think the, the whole um, gameplay of it, you know, the, the loop for me isn't overly exciting mm-hmm. but I have that's one of those things where I have not laughed as hard in a long <laughs> time playing that game because there was like a bar that you could go to after you did your mining expedition and each person's own dwarf had their own like dance moves and like could get drunk and stuff like that so it was that like real nonsensey just <laughs> messing in between yeah and the, the more you're in it the more kind of like the, the deeper you go the more kind of ingredients you get for more different types of drinks that just got ridiculous and we were we were playing that during uh lockdown weren't we i think it was yeah it was during covid actually but i think that was just because we're again looking for games we all kind of played yeah. here to delete, delete delete the boredom kind of had and is there any so. any dlc since we played it there's been the oh, there's like cosmetic packs for the most part there yeah. was a, a starter uh what would you call it a um I kick myself now for not remembering this but it was basically like a, a supporters pack kind of thing that came yeah. out originally and they've brought out a second one of those now for the five-year anniversary so nice. everyone's rocking around. Has it been out for five years? Yeah. Oh, man. The pandemic yeah. really ruins what you I know. I couldn't believe like... it. And everyone, of course, now with this one, like the now fancy pack now is just like a Legionnaire's armor, but golden, really in-your-face Legionnaire's oh, yeah. armor. So, of course, everyone's rocking around this new armor. You're kind of going, oh, just yep. so many cosmetics. Stop I've the gold. Craig, what about you? Anything new or different, interesting? Things uh, you gave up on in the meantime? No, nothing new. I'm going through The Last of Us again, having just finished the show. And, you know, nice. after watching the show and loving it, I'm like, you know what? I prefer the book. Let's go back to the book, which is, of course, the <laughs> game in a sense. But it truly feels please like don't that. Con- please don't confuse the listeners. There is no book. <laughs> no, no. But, like, when people use that frame of mind, you know, book or the movie, this What's is very it? much the game or the show. Yeah. And the game is the book. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it just has so much more that I'm just loving it for all those extra little And little are you details. playing the uh, the new, The Last of Us Part 1 or The Last of Us Remastered? I'm playing The Last of Us Part 
one. The PS5 one? The PS4 one that was remastered from the PS3 one, mm. which meant because I bought the PS3 one, I got the PS4 version completely for free. Wow, that's pretty good. So going. to go from PS3 to PS4, which was a big upgrade, and now they want to charge me 70 euro again for yeah. that slight upgrade to the PS5, yeah, I was like, no It's thanks. come on sale a couple of times on the PlayStation Store, and I've almost been convinced because I've watched a lot of clips, and I'm like, man, it looks as good as part two. Do you know what I mean? To play them... Uh, sequentially, like in mm. a hold, it would be so good. Because like, don't get me wrong, did. I wanted it more yeah. than anything, but not not but not much. 70, yeah, 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 yeah. 80 euro. Even you though know? you got your your previous upgrade for free, yeah, but like I, I'm ready to go on to Last of Us Part Two just yeah. because, and I want that transition. I want that upgrade. If I played the Last of Us Part One and it looked better than Part Two. That would annoy me going into part two again. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'd rather play an inferior version. I don't want to the first one, Play the second one and then go back to the first one and yeah. get all that extra content. Yeah, that's reasonable. That's fair. So I think we were looking for getting, you know, looking at getting loads of different ideas for the upcoming episodes of the podcast. And for this week, we settled on uh, our favorite kind of memories or our like kind of top games that we love playing that are specifically couch co-ops. So looking back on this, I had I had loads, I had loads, I had loads and loads of like just like really fond memories. But I was like, okay, I have to narrow this down because we don't want this to be like a two part or a three part or like two hours long. You know, I'm mm-hmm. sure our fans are listening, our fans. I'm sure our listeners, I shouldn't say fans. <laughs> I'm sure the people listening uh, don't want to sit around for two hours and listen to us talk about something like this. But Craig, when I say to you, couch co-ops. You know, what's your what? What memory immediately comes back to you? You sitting down on a couch beside who playing what? It's funny you should say memory. So I will go back to the very beginning. Yeah? And my very first one, the first like co-op game I ever played was Double Dragon on the NES. And my friend Carl Walsh across the road from me had it. Uh, I had it. And like he came over to my house and we played a co-op. And like for anyone who doesn't know, uh, Double Dragon was very much like an old school final fight or Streets of Rage, just scrolling left to right, beat them up, you know? Yeah. Hitting people in the trash cans, picking up weapons and throwing them. But like it went from stage to stage to stage. And it really felt like an arcade game, so much so that it probably was an arcade game. But I remember getting it and thinking like, oh my God, if I play this 20 more times, I'll make money back. You know, like that kind of mentality because that <laughs> was back when arcades were in their prime. You yeah, know? yeah. So having a game like this, I was like, even though I spent my pocket money to, to buy it, like I'd be just like, no, all I have to do is play this 10, 12 more times. And then I'm making money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, like it's a five-year-old thinking that it's way. It's putting like. change into my pocket to keep going. <laughs> exactly. Like, But it was one of those ones where I don't think I got, like I must have played the first level 100 times, the second level maybe 20 times. And the third level five or six times, and then never passed that. In terms <laughs> of I was the, the little dif- kid who the was difficulty. Just terrible at these yeah, things, okay, yeah. you know. But like you, you just get maybe it's your attention span or whatever. But after twenty minutes, I'd be wrecked, you know, looking for the save point, which didn't exist back in those days, Darren. Like, yeah, you know, no save. Was points. no saves. But that was a really good old school beat 'em up of just going through, beating up the bad guys to get to the next level. And it was fantastic because on the TCC channel they had a Double Dragon TV series, a cartoon, and it was amazing you know my brain is just singing the tune now but i, I can't do it just so sorry which just hold off which came first the game or the tv series yes i have no i assume the game okay they usually do in those situations you know so are you playing this alongside watching it kind yeah. of thing oh, oh so even as a kid i had that euphoria you know of, of like getting having both at once all media yeah, yeah just like hook it to my veins give me whatever <laughs> it's like you know more. when we had pokemon to play and then yeah. the new episode of the show would come out and be like oh my god yeah you know? <laughs> So Double Dragon was fantastic for like a five, six-year-old Craig. And that was my, those were my first memories with a buddy 
you know, by just playing the game. And it was, it was nice. It was a lovely nice. little thing. And could you see yourself playing it now? No, of course <laughs> not. Any, and I'm not nostalgic <laughs> with games like that. I would never go back. If yeah. I wanted to, I'd just play Streets of Rage 4, a good which one. is still a really good game. Yeah. Or mm. those Turtles games. I mean, they're all pretty much like that now. Yeah, same style. You know, same style, same difference, but like now yeah don't don't make me don't make me play that rubbish anymore let it settle as this lovely thing in my It'll brain live on my memory ruin. forever but yeah. don't show me a picture or a screenshot or a video of it at all because then it'll be dead ruined for you yeah. andrew if you got to pick a I, i'd go game. with craig going back to old school with the the nes and just as you mentioned there the teenage Mutant ninja turtles game which nice. was what on, was on the actual nintendo on the nintendo the look at us throwing our age around i know you know? I was like, and we are the old ones of the group um but yeah that, that was i always remember that because i mean that was when we've always played like together ourselves kind of thing yeah so. but that was i mean i enjoyed it i say I it was brutally it. difficult it was brutally difficult like there was no forgiveness in that game there was no save points in that game you got to a point if you died and lost our lives straight back to the start with you and i'll never forget like in terms of because that was always enjoyable like my you know one of my games here is definitely one that we would have sat around together with like graham and uh, our friend Kieran hmm. play multiplayer games but that was one of my fondest memories and also kind of things where I, I've never felt so sorry for people at an age I remember that Andrew and Graham were sitting down playing uh, this Turtles game Craig impossibly difficult mm-hmm. but they had fine tuned their skills so well that they got to <laughs> I think the last fight where you fight not necessarily Shredder but you were fighting Krang yeah, and Krang, Krang, Krang never, would always be the final never boss. got past Krang you know and I remember like and it was that thing where it was almost like I could see them like getting ready to throw their controllers out the window like just because you were at that age where you just wanted to break shit when it didn't go your yeah. way I remember sitting there watching you guys we were in those like crappy little plastic chairs in oh, our bedroom geez, those things, and yeah. uh, just watching you two play that oh. game and the whole thing where it was like just that panic you know when people say no I'm gonna <laughs> like all that going on for ages and then seeing you guys lose I was like god that's gotta be and rough and the game over that brought you right back to the start and that, that, oh, I mean that was so destroying every time and I never forget it was the first game I played where you could use a combo of buttons so I like the two red buttons they don't it was A and B I can't even remember at this what a stage. combo but that's a, all the like, NES had yeah, but that's like one was jump <laughs> one was attack but if you hit the two of them at the same time, you did this cool little jump attack, which was way more damaging to the enemies, and you could avoid most of the attacks they throw at you. And you'd see me and Graham like that, just jumping, jumping, jump jumping attack, jumping attack. Eventually, they got across. so frustrated, they just start cheesing the game, you yeah. know, oh, but fighting it's, dirty with dirty. You know? But yeah. that's it, and I'm surprised, like I said, I'm surprised those controllers didn't have like grip marks in them. We just crushed the controllers. We were like screaming that hard and holding the controllers And so they were hard. like, they want to hurt your hands because it was like oh, they the were rectangle pointy, pointy <laughs> controllers. Like, ergonomically not sound whatsoever. Not at all, no. You, it's literally a how weak we are at seven or eight years oh, old. Oh, yeah, no, there, there was no break in that. <laughs> we could like hold on to the controller for our entire lives. Those things are like Nokia's compared to... Like controllers these days, and yeah. you could smack those against the wall, and you'd probably dent the wall. And so, uh, remind me, who was your turtle? Um, for me, it was always Donatello. Nice. Okay. Yeah. I think Graham was a uh, uh, Leonardo, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah and then the gang. I was and also I, Donatello. I love that. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I mean. I think I'd probably go for out of the remaining two. You kind of have to go for Raphael, don't you? Because if we hadn't said Donatello, could you? Would you? Have said I would have picked Donatello. Look you would have had that. a table of three. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. Donatello or, or or Leonardo, but Leonardo is too much of a stiff. I think you know, even by my standards, I love a good stiff. Like you know, yeah, no. Like Leonardo done. leads, but Donatello <laughs> does machines. You know, like yeah, he's yeah, just yeah. a guy. Uh, no, I've got the tune stuck in my head. Mm, Thank you for that. <laughs> Uh, so one that I'm going to go for is, uh, and I don't even think it shows my age compared to you guys because it's still we're, we're, we're jumping up to Super Nintendo here, okay? <laughs> okay. Ooh, okay. Level, level you guys back in the yeah. Stone Age with your Nintendos, <laughs> amateur hour. So for me, and this thing that kind of like organically happened 
uh, over time with my uh, good friend Danny. And uh, annually, we will play now, ever since we kind of discovered it and went back to it, uh, Super Mario Brothers 3. Um, and now I know that was originally for the Nintendo, but mm. we play the All-Stars version oh, on yeah. the Super yeah, Nintendo. Yeah. Um, so we could actually like, you know, have a reliably saved game hopefully smart you know. yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely yeah, yeah cuz i'm not i'm not i'm not young enough to be able to pull up with that stuff anymore mm. you know uh, so what i it was such an, an amazing game cuz i think back to when we first started playing that he would always play as mario i would play as luigi and this game kind of started for me i don't know if you remember andrew obviously being my eldest of brothers oh i do remember i was yeah. never player one so never got mario i think i mentioned this on the podcast this is where my love for luigi came from that mm-hmm. like uh, never got to pick mario so it was always that for luigi luigi was forced upon you from an early age yeah, so yeah. Kinda... and i've learned to accept him and embrace him and he's the greatest uh <laughs> but even going to play the super mario brothers 3 with danny it was like well who do you want to pick you know, Darren was like, "Well, obviously, player two. Well, like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna deny Sully Luigi myself. now for it. But it's cool. So me and Danny have this thing where we played it every year, and oh, I don't know how long we've been doing it now. Like easily 10, 11 years we've been doing this. And at the beginning, I remember it being so hard, like eight worlds, and you know, we would struggle to get past world three and four. And by the time we got to world eight, it would take us like five, six, seven. Which is the world where everyone was giant. Is that like World 4? Uh, world 4, I think. Yeah, yeah World 4 was a really tough one. Yeah. Um, but getting to like these... Uh, the weird thing about World 8 was there was like airships on the map, which was unusual, and they would be insanely difficult levels to complete. But I remember starting the game and it being like, my God, I'm really... Like, this is... You know, for, like playing through it the first time we decided to do this, and we were like, oh, we are so bad at this game, and trying and trying and trying, and like six, seven, eight sessions later, it was awful, you know? And then we, but we managed to get through it. Like, wow, that's amazing. To the point now... Where in a year, like in a in a year, if we play it like maybe annually or, or twice in the year, we'll get through it, right? I'll 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 arrive at World Eight with like forty something lives, easy peasy, <laughs> you know, no no hassle at all. But the most amazing thing about that being a couch co-op was only last year, the beginning of last year, uh, Kev, our friends Kevin Nile were down, you know, they came down to 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 Danny's with me, mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, "What are you doing?" I was like, "Oh, we're gonna play some." Super Mario Bros. 3, if you guys don't mind, like, sit and watch. And they were like, oh, okay, yeah, never played this. You know, it's all a stupid old game, whatever. They and sound just like that. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my, my God, my, it's my uncanny. Impre- <laughs> my impressions are fantastic. <laughs> oh, I don't play this game, stupid. Uh, so uh, they weren't actually like that. They were, like, watching us playing. I'm like, oh, this, you know, this looks like a lot of fun. So me and Kev were kind of Team Luigi. And Niall and Danny were Team Mario. But it was the most amazing for me going back to that, like, experiencing game for the first time. It was amazing watching Kev and Niall, who never played through this game, sit down with me and Danny and go through it from start to finish and like finding the levels the real tough levels that me and Danny found as tough as me and Danny found mm-hmm. it and me and Danny mm-hmm. were kind of like oh yeah okay we're not just like crap everybody finds this level <laughs> hard you know but it was cool to kind of like show people this and you know pretty cool as well like when we'd be doing a level and, and like Kevin and I kind of finish and they had the controllers back to me and Danny we're like yeah don't worry fellas we got yeah. this like you know you could appreciate <laughs> how your skill yeah exactly to, like, watch to the masters the, yeah. that effect but it was so it was like some of my like the most I've laughed ever. I'll never forget, like for one session we were doing this and you play as Mario and then once you complete a level or you die, then Luigi's the next character. So we were just chopping and changing controllers. Mm-hmm. So I'd get a turn every three levels basically. Mm-hmm. But uh, Niall and Danny who were Team Mario got stuck on this really tough level and, and for whatever reason, myself and Kev had bypassed it and we were off having the best time and all these other like secret levels that we were doing. And one of the things, uh, one of the level areas was called Butter Bridge and this like there's like two bonus levels on this bridge in the top of the map or whatever um sorry this is for super mario 
world like the next one that we moved on to whatever but when we were playing the games we would always have this thing where me and kev had lots of fun doing all these fun levels and now and danny would always get stuck we ended up having this thing that's like still a quote with us where like one of us would go meanwhile on butter bridge because like we were having the best time and then it would click back to like danny and niall who were like like in this horrible like dungeon level who were unable to escape i mean kev were like woohoo like getting star powers and like you know cloaks and having the best time but i think because that was only last year and you know I had so much fun playing that game 12 years ago and to do it again last year like that, I'm like, this game is still, still so amazing to revisit as an adult with your mates and be like, and it's not that it's like a fun game. It's an amazing platformer, like an amazing mm. platformer, like, and with like, like requiring such a level of skill as well to get through certain, the way it's designed, you know, you have to be good at it and playing it so much. I know the, general consensus out there is that super mario world is a better game but for me fellas super mario bros 3 if i had to pick between the two super mario bros 3 that's hands your down. go to that yeah. would be mine too just because i played it first and then didn't play super mario world at all so <laughs> i would just go straight to mario bros 3 and uh, we because that was the thing and like not to go on here but we moved on after we finished that game with the guys who went on to super mario world and did that with the guys as well same thing you know danny and Niall not as good as me and Kev but ever playing as Luigi of <laughs> course the better of the two brothers uh, but yeah there's so much replayability for those games what about you Craig any other good um, co-op I guess on the subject of Mario and I was thinking of how can I cheat with this whole multiplayer like couch co-op thing and I was like I prepared so many games of just like games of people over my house playing like Smash Brothers and things like that and then I was just thinking hold on Mario Kart Double Dash was the one on the GameCube where you would actually be riding around, but someone was in the back of your car. So there's two people per cart. So it was the only Mario Kart game that's ever done this, but it was one that like you could definitely benefit from if you played with two people. Yep. Because the person in the front of the car would steer the Mario Kart and the person in the back controlled the weapons. But the person in the back could also swing their arms left and right to kind of pull your cart in that direction if you needed to get around a tight corner or just punch someone in the face, you know, whichever you needed to do. <laughs> but uh, that was a really good, like, co-op Mario Kart game, mm-hmm. which you play for co-op maybe for, like, an hour and then you just switch back to battle mode and do the regular Mario Kart things. But, I, like, say, I, I imagine that would lead to a lot of arguments. I was like, why did you put your hand down going around this corner? We needed it. Oh, yeah, it almost never thing. worked like, out. Like, you would... G- even if you came first, you'd be like, why the hell did you swing me in that direction? I was going to get the star power, blah, <laughs> yeah. blah, blah. And you'd hassle each other more often than not. Like, But I mean, was still, co-op still is all fun. about that. Like, yeah, friendly fire, you know? Keep that life. stuff on. And uh, so this is GameCube, right? The GameCube And that was like four controllers. So you could do what? Like a split screen two and two? Split screen two and two. Or you could just do four player versus. Yeah. But if we're going with the co-op. Co-op, you have to do. Style yeah, yeah, game, yeah, yeah, then yeah. it would be two and two. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Favorite level? Favorite level was... Or race, I should say. Track. Uh, I think it's called Dino Mountain. But it, it's the one where... Because these days, every, like, there's, there must be like 10 Mario circuits and 10 Rainbow Roads at this stage. So like, yep. saying the name of a track doesn't necessarily mean what it is. Yeah. But I think DK Mountain was one where at the very beginning, you go up a, uh, get blasted through a cannon and you landed on top of the mountain and then you had mm. to race down the mountain. Yeah. Uh, it was just a lovely, unique way of playing that game. As opposed to your mm. classic three laps around this Exactly. Yeah, yeah, it I was think. one lap. And I really appreciate that they're doing that more and more with these games now. They're just doing, rather than have, you know, just three laps of the one track they're making the levels like way bigger now. it's like yeah. it's like uh like rally courses yeah, it's, it's, as opposed to racing courses exactly. you just get to a right. from yeah, a to b like as a point, opposed a point to, to point kind of thing just yeah 
like that Wario Mountain level in Mario Kart 8, you know, where you're just going down. It's just like DK Mountain, except on a snowy mountain. Yes. Like yeah. that's my favorite level in that game, you know? So. We always used to, when we were always playing Double Dash, uh, I think when I was in New Zealand with the guys, we always used to use that as the last level. That would always be the decider. Because nice. it was like a, a race choice. to the bottom. Do you know what I mean? As opposed to anything. So you're like, no, I have to be the first one to get to. And there was always <laughs> that thing at the end of that track where you can launch yourself and you're flying. And you have all those, uh, like the circle things you can fly through to give you a boost to mm -hmm. get down. And there was always that thing of like the tension of, you know, everyone's right around you. And it's like, yeah, I gotta yeah. get that up and on the Because you're going over so many ramps, you're kind of like wobbling all over the place. And yeah. at any moment, you kind of like veer off course. No matter how good you are, like there's just the rocks pressure. falling. There's like massive ramps. Like you make a corner, someone bumps you and instantly you've fallen off the cliff. That's 20 seconds lost. That's zero, last place instantly mm -hmm. regardless of how good you were you know uh for the likes of double dash i mean i don't know if they'll ever make a mario kart 9 with the waves they've got coming on for mario kart 8 yeah i know would you want them to reintroduce that that like the double dash aspect back into mario what a kart? Great i think this should be the last mario kart ever eight and i think it should be smash kart or nintendo kart or mario kart and friends you know whatever they want to call it yeah. but i based on mario kart 8 having link having um the villager having um what, what there's the there's rumors i heard only recently through the you know through the world of the internet that samus could be one of the i think there's five they announced five new characters you know samus could be one of them like are we getting smash like 2.0 in the form of carts like you, know? you could so easily throw in kirby pikachu and fox and just call it nintendo cart you yeah. know yeah, and that's yeah. all you'd need like they're so close because I said they had Villager and Link, but they also have the the Inklings. You know, they're in there as well now. Like you know, yeah. So like, and it, with the, the the amount of Mario Kart characters that there were in general, like almost half the Smash cast are in there. Like you know, so I was gonna say this is literally turning to Smash on Wheels. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know? uh, And just think of all those amazing levels you could get. You know, like, with those like all worlds. those characters. Because yeah, I mean, just... we we I, we can't have Wario stadiums anymore. I've seen that like five times. We need new levels. Mm -hmm. And like in Mario Kart Day, two of the best levels were those like big blue and like those f-zero levels high octane high speed you know you got boost power yeah, you know? yeah like yeah. just <laughs> go really really fast you know and then the animal crossing level which could be one of four different the four seasons yeah yeah fantastic so and you if you want to play a co-op you can <laughs> <laughs> and that's why i'm allowed to talk about it in this episode like yeah nice nice cover nice cover so uh if you because you know we'd ask the question or i've asked the question to you guys sometimes when we're, when we're hanging out or whatever uh is there any Smash character who didn't make it into the game that you would like to see make it into the game? Taking that aside and looking at it from a purely like racing kind of game where mm. it's like Nintendo Kart or whatever, who is your who would you most like to have in uh, a Nintendo Kart in the game? I think I'd love to see Fox in the Mario Kart just because like you think Kirby and I'm like, yeah, but how is his legs get into the cart? How would he sit on the bike? You know, like it wouldn't transition how that well. Have to the in Double Dash, you, know? you played as babies. <laughs> you did, but didn't they somehow? No, they just sat like with like loads of. Okay, loads of... I've obviously never, ever picked them because <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've yeah. never seen what that looks like. Yeah. But for me, Fox has a full body and therefore mm. could actually sit in the seat and yeah. sit on the bike, you know. Same with Sonic, but Kirby couldn't. Pikachu couldn't. You know, like yeah, but they've they, got they baby just make different carts to sit down. Yeah. Well, they see could, like you could like sit in like you know. In fairness, in Double Dash, there was like buggies. Was it like you could race around in buggies as well? Because no, the way yeah, each character yeah, had their own, 
They did, um, yeah. Cart. So I think the baby characters had like. I thought every buddies. character could still be in every cart, couldn't you? You could, yes. But at least everybody had their. I'm going to have to own. try pick the baby and see what they look like in the bike. Because yeah, I have no memory. Throw them on a motorbike. It looks ridiculous. <laughs> like, you know? Uh, Andrew, same question to you. And now, Nintendo. So we can't go. Oh, God. I don't know if you'll ever get like a Smash cart. We're talking about like Nintendo cart. We have to be reasonable here yeah. about our choices. Who would you most like to see in a, in a Nintendo cart? That isn't the standard Mario. So this again, you're, you're you're pointing this question towards the pure Sony man. I, like there's Nintendo characters. Um, oh, like Donkey Kong's already in it. Yeah, Donkey, so Donkey Kong's my go-to Nintendo character. So in anything, it's it's Donkey Kong or Bowser. And I mean, okay, both already, yeah, he's, so. he's, he's, he's set. Ah, uh, God, uh, if I had to have a Nintendo character, who would I throw in it? I mean, Sora's. Don't. Oh, <laughs> don't go there. <laughs> and I said Fox for a reason because I'd love yeah. to see Corneria or Venom or some deadly looking like otherworldly racetrack that yes. would suit them or Samus because I just think space and stuff. Yes, it lends itself really well to the Mario Kart universe. You know? Yeah, I mean, yeah. like if you're going down that road, then like, let's see Snake go into it. Then I mean, because I know where you're pulling Sora from. Well. <laughs> Snake has... He's just driving through Shadow Moses with Metal Gears yeah. chasing no, you. That'd be, that's yeah, ridiculous. Wait, I'm in. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, I can, I can see it. You know? I could definitely Smash see it. Smash card. The second it, I said yeah, it, yeah. I changed yeah. my mind. Yeah. Screw Nintendo card. We'll call it Smash card. Everybody's back. You know, Everybody's invited. If Sakurai made Smash cards, think how many great options there'd be. You know, like You just wouldn't get the levels. You'd get like, to pick out what percentage chance the items are going to pick or be at. You could alter your speeds. The... the the car choices would be insane, like, you know? Customizable, like... All these different well. modes. None of this battle with, like, time. We'd be back to the old school. Three balloons and you're out and you're a ba-bomb, you know? That's yeah. it. <laughs> then you run around, you blow someone up and you're done, you know? Oh, I hope he brings it. I, maybe, maybe that's why he's retiring, Craig, from Smash I don't think Brothers. he's retiring. He, he's maybe just he's probably taking a break from Smash Brothers. Yeah. Because Smash Brothers is as good as it's ever going to be. Like, yeah, you know? yeah, we can't. That's a whole other episode in mm. itself where yeah. we'll just like praise Smash Brothers for about an hour and 15 minutes. I try to only <laughs> touch on Smash very loosely on these podcasts just because I know <laughs> we're going to have an episode. A massive deep, yeah, a deep, deep dive. dive you know? uh, okay, Andrew, you got any other uh, good couch co-ops? Yeah, there's one actually and you'd actually touched on it in a previous episode oh. um, that I thought you would appreciate. Uh, Project Eden. Oh my god, yes. Back to the days of PS2 and that game and the... Didn't work very well. But no, and you have to remember we played it as well. We played it on that god-awful box TV we had that was yeah. longer than it was wide and it yeah. wasn't very wide. No. And then but trying to fit four people on that screen trying to play that game was just insane. But, but it was, I think from our perspective, it was great to have... Because uh, it was real narrative heavy. It was a whole... It was. It was really narrative driven. Like All the characters had their own special things they could do. Um... Okay. Our brother picked the lead character whose special ability was, and I will always, to this day, always love it, opening doors. Yeah. Everyone I've actually never heard of Project Eden. What, 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 it what was, type of game is this? So it's kind of, I would say, like, what would you say, like sci-fi? It's a sci-fi four-player co-op that can be done solo or with up to four people. But if you play solo, you have to take control of each individual character at individual moments. So it was awful. It's kind regard. of a third person behind the, the back of the character. Uh, each person has their own kind of weapon. <clears> and Or there's like a primary weapon that you can pick up different things but your secondary was always uh something to do with your character so mm. i always picked andre nice. the engineer who had like a like an electrical taser thing he could oh, use i love when they do that give yeah. characters different abilities and then like i like it's like we all had our different characters play as like we had our friend kieran would be up sometimes playing it as well so yeah. like i remember graham would always play as carter the, the lead character who could shoot a gun and open doors really well 
Um, and then Darren, you'll say you played as Andre, you like the little uh, engineer. I just fixed things. You did the little bar that was going across. You'd have to hit it right in the blue to open it and break through the seals. I but I was I was quite young as well when we played this, and there was something like you know, like you're the oldest. Both of you guys are the older brothers. So I don't know if you're going to get this. Yeah. But we never being, played as Luigi. No, <laughs> yeah, okay. not once. All right, okay. <laughs> uh, me being the youngest, uh, there was always that thing of like you know, both my older brothers were always better at video games than I was because they were older, mm-hmm. and. And uh, I always was like, oh, I really want the respect from my brothers, you know, so that I can it play It doesn't games work with. that way, Darren. No. We're still older than you, and <laughs> no, that's no. how it works forever. No, no, no. But, but what was really nice, is, or what I loved about that game, is it would come to the, these moments where, like, you know, we're being attacked by loads of, like, um, uh, like gull things, like horrible alien pterodactyl things coming down on us. And uh, Minoke, who's our Minoko, was one of the characters, and she's a hacker. And, you know, Minoko would have to hack this thing so we could open this door while we're all being attacked and then Graham would have to go and open the door because that's all his character could do <laughs> but they realized the door was 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 broken so they were like Andre needs to fix this and I go over that was how Carter talked by the way uh, so, Wait, I so go you over. were the girl character no no Minoko yeah. Minoko was the girl character and that was yeah, Kieran she was, she was like a the, hacker she was okay, she was right. definitely the coolest of in terms of the hacking thing yeah, like yeah. that was the hacking thing being cool before it was actually cool you know yeah, that was, yeah. that was like, oh, I want to try that you know before day the thing, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but then there was a thing where I was trying to do this you know we were all like close to death and i need to get that bar right in the middle so i can engineer the shit out of this door so we could open it and, and escape so it's all on me and i did it and i was like well i can't wait to go down and we ran through the door with <laughs> safety and i was sitting back and like i'm a cool motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> just forgetting to exit with everyone else yeah yeah just <laughs> getting killed on the map like yeah i did my job i was like that as well because it was great because like it was it was like it was a story driven there was narrative to it as well and um, the voice acting in it wasn't the greatest but at the time it was pretty good um, and we had this thing as well where, like I say, everyone has their own abilities. And like I always play as Amber, which is this big hulking robot. And Amber's only special ability was I can walk into the gas and the fire and you guys can't. Ha ha ha. So I'd have gone out of and he's like rambling wanders off by myself going through these, like, you know, poison atmosphere things while they're all fighting monsters. Go, oh, we need to get back here. We need to get back here. It's like, I can't. I'm busy trudging through all this going fire work. and brimstone to point this little lock here to run halfway across the level to get back to you guys to, to join the fight. And what year was this and what kind of console? Was this, this would have been, I think, well, it was it was on PS2 anyway. Uh, so you had the multi-tap for the PS2? Yes. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. rare. Very few people had that. And that was great because I, mean, I always remember having the multi-tap, the L-shaped multi-tap for the PS1 and then I got the PS2 multi-tap which was like, it was almost like a box with two either side of it then the one that plugged into the... Yeah. That was great. 2001. Oh, there you go. Okay. Yeah. So, like, I would have been 10, 11. I don't know if we got it right away when it came out. So, give or take we, a couple of years. No, because I remember getting a, and God bless them, I remember getting a demo disc in a PlayStation magazine I picked up. And we played, I think we played it, and it would allow two people to play it. And myself and Graham played it. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, no, this is fantastic. We should get our hands on this. And we picked it up and got, obviously got you playing it as well. Yeah. And, and, and it was yeah. quite, um, it was sci-fi, but it was quite haunting as well. Because I'm trying to think back, and I don't remember the story so well. But there was a little girl, you know, classic I can, horror. I thing. can actually tell you the entire story because I was only actually recently playing it. Because um, friend of uh, Claire's family actually had it, and we were kind of playing. I have it as no. Well. I see. I this is what we talked about. Craig not revisiting. Um, what was it? The old school games. The old school games. Because I just remember, of- even even though I love that game and have so much nostalgia around that game, I know that it looked bad and played. I will tell you right so now. So bad. It is the clunkiest, yep. most god-awful thing I've ever gone back to play. I literally went back to say, oh, you know, I haven't played so much. I want to see what it's like. And like the voice acting is terrible. The The controls were so clunky. And so like you're trying to hit a switch, but you keep going left, right, up, down, just trying to move your character slowly to hit this while being attacked by all these 
cannibal zombie monsters. And we got to the end boss. The end boss was in this big because uh, it was really because I was quite excited being young. Like, oh, I've, I've gone through this whole story with my mates. This is so exciting. Like, you know, we're not like brothers that they're cool mate. And they're like, whoa, this is great. We played every weekend for weeks. Your we brothers aren't your friends, Darren. Yeah, I know they're <laughs> not just my at brothers. That age. Never. We, we tolerated the fact that you could open the proper doors for us, kind of thing. Excuse me, engineer. Engineer the, the doors. Sorry, the doors was Graham's job. Um, but I remember like it was this big kind of uh, dome area. Like it was like a uh, it was Eden essentially the gaming. Mm. It was this like garden place, this big dome, and the little girl who was quite terrifying turned into this big monster he had to fight at the end. But Craig, I have never played such bad slowdown in my life. Like we, you, you oh, could hear the disc revving up in the PlayStation Two. The game just kept stop starting, and we're trying to like beat the last boss because mid level, so, like yeah. So yeah, this one. If you remember as well for that, I think at one stage we actually put a book, like a, a proper hardback cover book on top of the PlayStation to hold the lid down because the lid was actually starting to bump up and down with the disc literally murdering itself inside the console. It's like, we're just going to push that down and hope for the best. It was, and it, it was like crazy. I really, like I couldn't, it's like that, like I'll never go back to play that game now. I, I want there to be a remaster of it because I think from a sci-fi perspective, I was like, that's quite a, an interesting concept and an interesting story. Mm me that game like i mean even as like <laughs> even 11 year old me was like this sucks you know, this it, last bot, that, i think was it was again like that brutally difficult we yeah. had something with, with all of us picking really really hard uh games to play together because it was and i was the i it's all coming back to me now i was the annoying little shit whereby there were so many times where everyone wanted to give up like because you'd be walking down a level and it's because of how it's designed it's so easy to fall off the edge and get a oh game over God. it's like this stupid <laughs> gameplay loop or whatever and i'd be like no we gotta come back next weekend and play the game because i'm like i was just desperate <laughs> to get this game going even yeah, though yeah. it was so crap yeah part of it was a great shout actually oh, no that was, that was a i want to definitely remember and again whether i remember for the wrong reasons or the right reasons but it was always one that like the four was you, me, Graham, and Karen to get together. And yeah. We'd always play it on the weekends, and it was just when we just sunk so much time we shouldn't have sunk into it. When Blue Point is like a, a video games company that like do remasters, they did like Shadow of the Colossus, and I don't think what else they did. Maybe Resident Evil or something. Well, maybe not Resident Evil, but they they're doing remakes of games. Now they only do like pretty much the cosmetic. They don't mess with the actual gameplay. But when I heard about this, these guys, Blue Point, and that they were coming back and like upping Shadow of the Colossus. First thought that came to my head when I recognized that, oh, these are the, these are guys who just, that's all they do. They just like remaster these games. I was like, please, please, please do Project Eden. Like, <laughs> but, like, but knowing that it plays like shit, I'm like, please do it. And also fix all of the yeah, controls. All those yeah. horrible issues, please fix those. And uh, yeah, that was, but it was, it was, it was one of those ones that it definitely, like, you get, you're going to get people around the, the house yeah. to play kind of thing. So I think my, my next choice, I don't know if you can consider it a co-op because I've only ever shouted at people <gasps> playing this. No, I mean, it's a co-op game, but I've only, we've only ever shouted at Overcooked. Oh, Overcooked I f- had a, a feeling you'd say that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you say co-op, but let's be fair. That's just everyone giving out and screaming at each other. People, uh, you know, as the only person here with real life chefing experience, you know, I was, like, I was stepping to. <laughs> well, that's kitchens. all that game is like. Yeah. Real yeah. cooking, you know. Yeah. <laughs> chef, I don't know simulator. how anyone has fun playing that. I'm like, you're literally just Stress. working in the kitchen. <laughs> so I love it. I love it so much because it was uh, there was one Christmas we were playing it and uh, it was me. Graham, uh, Lauren, and Gillian, my sister, we were all just playing it. We were like, oh, let's play a fun game at, uh, at Christmas. And we played like the ice levels, and they were like notoriously difficult because you'd have kitchens at either side of this river that these big ice blocks would flow down, and you'd have to run across these things to get food from one station to the next to do the next stage of the food. And I'll never forget us, like, literally ready to stand up and knock the heads off each other because people <laughs> couldn't run across the ice properly and they dropped the fish and chips in and the water oh that no. might have just fried. <laughs> it was 
And like, the, the amount of time someone would hand you the, re- the meal ready to go and you realise, this fish isn't cooked. This is a waste. Yeah, yeah, this is raw <laughs> fish. You've ruined the dish. Yeah, yeah, all those. And it was just so satisfying. Like, when I say so satisfying, I remember, like, playing it was stressful. I thought it was very funny, but people used to get very angry at me because I was very, like... I was like, I'm going to take... I'm the head chef here. I'm going to take control. So I'd be telling everybody where they're going. They'd be like, well, fuck you, Dan. Make your own damn fish. You know, like, just absolutely losing their shit with me. And I'm like, no, I need this here. I should have had the pizza fucking two days ago. Where's that? Like, you know? See, nobody gets mad at the head chef. So you're fine. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, no, they, get, the they got mad at me. to so the point where I like, had to take a step back. And I have to say, uh, if this could be included in Couch Co-op, there was also nothing better than taking a step back, sitting on the couch, watching four other people play that game and lose their shit at each other yeah, yeah, and you're supposed yeah. to sit there being like well this is a lot of fun yeah. it means I'm not a bad person it <laughs> yeah, just yeah. means this game is toxic like yeah, yeah. and because and like it's a, I think well it depends you said it's kind of just like cooking but it's it's such a well thought up game well like, not so quite yet give it a few more years and they'll somehow have you sitting there like moving the controller around whereas in real life you're moving robots around the kitchen and they're actually making food for people so you'll be working for a company but playing a video game and they'll be making money on and it. Will that's be real, the future uh, of that. There will be real people that's essentially what you're doing. screaming like, at you. You're <laughs> cooking in the kitchen, except nobody's benefiting. <laughs> so the companies are going to market that one day, like, you know? Wow. And like the best players in the world get the And you'll best be fooled into ticking, thinking like, you, you know? had a great time, you know? <laughs> like, imagine going to the actual, like, ah, that's an amazing idea. Imagine going to the actual overcooked kitchen. Like, imagine that, like, people, like the three, four best overcooked players in the world of this new overcooked game are sitting together playing it. And you can sit in the real restaurant and look in at the kitchen where these four robots are doing everything that these players are making them do and you get served that food. That sounds amazing. I, I'd mm-hmm. just be watching that waiting for one of the robots to dash into another one and launch it out of the kitchen. Yeah. And then nothing but swearing because that's nine times out of ten, that's exactly when Evercook Game goes. Everyone's <laughs> doing it really well and then one person panics with the dash button Slams into somebody else. That person turns around, dashes into them, and all of a sudden it's just chaos and food everywhere. I love it, man. I love it. I just love, and I love stirring, like, the metaphorical pot. You know <laughs> nice. You. As soon as you said stirring, I was like, is he going to go there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there he's going. Yeah. Stirring the metaphorical it. pot. I wanted to make sure I got my, my words right. Like, just doing that, like, knowing that people were stressed and, like, pushing buttons. <laughs> like, somebody's like, they need, like, they needed, like, four or five salads ages ago, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm getting it. I'm, I'll be over in a second, <laughs> you know? And I was like, fucking about with a fire extinguisher, you know? Yeah. Oh, such a good game. Such a good game for, like, like it belly laughs for, like, the hatred that would, you know, Oh, yeah, and you, you, you kind of sit back after and kind of go, yeah, you need to take a break. I played it once, never again. No. no it's like, <laughs> I'm one of those people who genuinely thinks I'm being duped by playing it. Like, yeah. I'm just like, someone is somewhere making food in the kitchen right now and I'm providing that food for free. You know? well, why <laughs> that is my mentality. Are you got any, uh, any other kind of uh, games, honorable mentions? Uh, I get, yeah, just because I kind of cheated with both. You know, I went with Nostalgia and then I went with a Mario Kart game that had a couple of co-op elements. But Gears of War 2 was one of those games Great. that yeah, felt choice. like it was actually built with co-op in mind. Did you have an Xbox? Mm. I did have an Xbox, of course uh-huh. I did. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I don't throw my weight around unless I have actually <laughs> experienced like Xbox. Okay. I have the Xbox, I have the Xbox 360. You know, I just stopped there because that's when it went completely downhill. Oh yeah, don't but, like Luke you say that. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Game Pass won't like that. Yeah. <laughs> but Gears 2 was my favorite of the series. And I think because they introduced Horde mode, uh, which is just one of the funnest things yes. ever to play. Mm. But Gears 2 in particular really felt, there were just so many moments in the game where it's just like, I'll go this way, you go that way. 
And, you know, if you have the second person which you, it really felt like you were splitting up with one other teammate to go ahead and, you know, go a different route. But then one of you gets swarmed and the other guy has to jump on a turret and provide covering fire or something yeah. like that. Mm. Like for people who don't know, Gears of War is, you know, a third person shooter, you know, and it... What made it good in many other ways as well is that when someone lost all their health, they were downed. And I think at the time when Gears did that, I absolutely loved that mechanic of having to run over and like revive them. Like that felt really special while <sighs> under fire, like, mm. you know, even if your AI teammates went down, it felt like a big deal getting go back up and having your full squad. But doing that with uh, an actual person they're like oh and they're crawling over yeah. to you like you can literally crawl but then like sometimes when, like uh, an alien ran over to someone they, they just saw off their head before they can get to it and you're like oh man you didn't get to me it's like i'm sorry man i was I so close so and the issue because like i'm i'm always about the narrative but you could play that the story yeah, the Co-op, whole story from was, start to finish. Which was couch co-op. Yeah. Yeah, and I say couch co-op, but like I was over in uh, Wolverhampton. I was living in England at the time and I was mid-map and Colin was trying to play with me. And he was just like, oh, here, do you want to pause that? We go out to the menu and, uh, you know, we play on like uh, co-op. And I was like, no, no, just, I know, just go online and join. And like within 10 seconds, he was in my game and we transitioned from one player to two player. Back in 2008, Darren, I had never experienced that before. <laughs> like the fact that we transitioned from one player into two player yeah. without having to leave and the, the game. And the Xbox mm. was like, uh, in terms of that online stuff, the Xbox was... Xbox 360. Xbox, yeah. But it was king for that. I'll never ever... And, I, and I'm going back to maybe more of the Xbox when I think about this, but playing Halo and Luke's and actually uh, sitting there on a little headset that you got with your Xbox Live subscription. And I was like, holy, am I actually playing with real life people? It was like, yeah, yeah, that guy, he sounds like he's from Scotland or whatever else. I'm like, oh my God is the craziest yeah, thing yeah. like you know and xbox just continuously did that and mm. then having your mate like for you to be over in the uk and just be like yeah just hop into my game and i know and just let's play some co-op games and just complete the story that because way. Yeah. like f- maybe i'm wrong maybe this isn't a fair statement but my impression of the industry since then is that we had that real good jump and it was everything was real accessible and then for a good few years after that it kind of well like, i took a step back gears of war 2 like that that peaked the whole co-op thing but yeah. i think where it went downhill was because that Gears of War and Dead Space came out at very similar times. And with the success of Gears of War 2 and 3, Dead Space 3 went fully co-op. And that was by far the worst game ever. Like so much so that I think every single game from then on was like, let's. You, you, me, and you played a game uh, called Two Two Brothers. It was just called Two Brothers. What was that one? Oh, Army of Two. Army of Two. Oh, that was a purely co-op game. Now that I think about it, that was a great co-op. That was yeah. yeah, The the. I'm gonna I'm gonna write this down for a second. (laughs) This is one of my next game. You know, Um, yeah. No, the Army of Two was an incredible game. But that was like the going up against the cartel or something. Was it? Well, you played as um. We were kind of of like characters that looked a little bit like um uh is it Skullbreaker? who in uh the marvel film and captain america in the civil war crossbones crossbones yeah. we kind of played as characters that looked like crossbones one was a hulking fella and the other one was kind of n- neither were scrawny but the other guy would have been less mostly let's say i always remember playing as the big hulk you fella. you were yeah. always big hulk and like each of us had our own kind of skill that you could do but it was that kind of like gears of war style mm. third person over the shoulder um 
but that was a classic. I can't believe I don't even remember that now. That you, you brought up like game. a fully co-op game. I was like, I've played one yeah. of those before. Yeah. Like, well, an know. army of two, could you run over and revive your? Yeah, no, yeah. So one of you but that was, is easily the best mechanic yeah. of it any was co-op. You had this great one as well, then, because I mean, like getting to people like, you, if I remember correctly, when you were down, you could still kind of somewhat move, but it was the first kind of like you know, revive me. I'm going to get into a, a, a nice spot to revive me. From. I could be whole, yeah. But you'd oh. be belting along as the other person. You'd see they're kind of like the silhouette gets it, and you'd you'd vault over things, and you felt like a badass, like. Are charging your way through doors, knocking guys out the way to get your down it's, mate. I think I could be wrong in saying this, but I think Gears of War had that like, effect on it when you started to sprint. It kind of shook, shook the whole yeah, camera. It felt like a you cinematic camera. The, you oh, felt the power that of the and vaulting, like I'd never seen it before in games yeah. until yeah. then. You know? And that kind of that style of stuff, like for uh, like that, like running to revive yeah. someone, getting shot at from all directions, vaulting over things, just hiding like, behind just cover and watching your character actually like peek over to fire the gun randomly. I was yeah. like, just seeing that animation is so and cool. I think that had the first kind of proper customization for weapons as well, because I seem to uh, remember Army spent, of Two. Yeah, I seem to remember spending a lot of time messing around weapons. You could, together. and I think you could get different armor sets and things. It so was, like yeah, the, the, the faceplate thing you wore, you, you could change that around as well. I was going yeah. around the skull plate because, you know, uh, it was more badass than have a skull a, in your face. That was a fantastic... Uh, aside from Army of Two... Hmm. Uh, sorry, I don't no, want to no, cut no, you off. That's, that's, that's done on Gears 2, yeah. yeah. Like, I could mention the Horde mode, which is my favorite mode of the whole game, but it wasn't like couch co-op that was very much online yes. co-op with five people so i'm going to save that for another time and until we do like a, a multiplayer uh, episode yeah because yeah, yeah. i have a lot more to say That's, <laughs> <laughs> i'm not finished here but just on that i think and again could be a crazy hot take here but i played a lot of the only things i really played on the xbox were, were halo and gears of war mm. as games and fable was fable on yeah, xbox fable was on that as well. yeah. Yeah, yeah i think they're only my only three experience of games on the xbox and I think yeah, did you not play Knights of the Old Republic? I thought you played that. Oh, sorry. Yes, yeah. That but no, only much only recently, game. like in terms of the... You can download it on your PC now. Oh, okay. Yeah, mm. I think that's how I played it. Oh, you didn't, didn't play it at the time? No, no, no. Um, but uh, Gears of War was a bigger thing to me than Halo was for Same. Xbox. Yeah, 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 yeah. When I think of Xbox, I know everyone says it's the Halo thing. And I was like, no, Gears of War was... Like, the cinematics and that and everything. Yeah. That was, everything, and it, yeah. It was... Halo had really good stuff. The ending of Halo 2, I think, or Halo 1 where you're in the buggy and you're driving away from the explosions. That was crazy the cinema. One, yeah, yeah. For, that was cool with the music. Yeah, you know? the music. The, the <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. right. Like, yeah, but Gears of War 2, for me, was like, again, that cinematic it's narrative machine gun thing. The chainsaw. Yeah, 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 exactly. And the bloody <laughs> and yeah, gore and violence. The coolest <laughs> gun in Halo has needles on top of yeah. it. That's yeah. It's also called a needler. Yeah, yeah. It's stupid. <laughs> and it looks like a toy. You yeah. Know? What about Andrew, you? Andrew, got any other like honorable mentions? Um, or anything like I have two honorable mentions and one... Um, so I'll just go really quickly for honorable mentions. And you'll remember this one. Greg, you might as well. Urban Rain. No. Urban Rain <laughs> was uh, was quite the interesting game. I was, it was fantastic. I'll let you, I'll let you take it away. Yeah, so for Ur- the folks who are listening, he just winked at Darren. <laughs> <laughs> Urban Rain was, and again, it's not so much co-op as like just it. It was uh, local play kind of thing, but mm-hmm. you're, it was a beat 'em up kind of thing. But it was kind of like a. You could play the campaign though as a team. You could, uh, yeah, you could. You do two players to the yeah. team. So this was a case of like you could do four people and pick a thing, and you'd all four of you fight each other at the same time in a three D environment kind of thing. Which was before that it was all kind of like any of the fighting games I come across be two D like tech end kind of like two D level two D level kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. This was fully roam around a three D environment, pick up weapons, pick up trash cans, and beat the living daylights out of each other. And it was kind of like a kind of like a wrestling game without the ring. Yeah. And they're real weapons. <laughs> that I guess. can't exist, Darren. <laughs> 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 but 
But uh, I was remember because it was great because like there was the, the character roster for it was huge and like the characters really varied. So one guy I always remember playing as was just just slab of meat of a dude who just walked around and his entire move would just pick you up and smack you into the ground. They had um, different martial arts in it, which was quite cool. Yeah. And they had like. Uh, um, like Muay Thai, just normal boxing. One guy did uh, karate similar to the karate that I did growing up, and I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna pick this guy. I know how to do these kind of moves." You know, like that. Yeah. But like, it was we're practically cool. the same. Yeah. But that's it. And like the, the guy, the the, the main like was oh, Brad Hawk. Brad, the guy. Hawk. The, the, that's a good what, name. What yeah. an American superstar hero! Like, I mean, you know, like, Brad Hawk. And that's thing. Everyone, every single character in it, regardless of their martial arts style, was the same kind of style character, like chunky. Built uh, built like a brick shit house kind of thing, and I always remember because like the four like you, me, Graham would play it. I think we got Kieran in a few times as well, and it's just like you'd all just stand there and just wail on each other, and then one person would like pick up a metal bar and hit someone, and everyone just turn on that one person and just brutalize them. He's got the go metal bar. Yeah. Get him! Get him. <laughs> yeah, literally, he's picked up a weapon. Get him! It sounds like those old school wrestling THQ games. Yes, Is that what yes, you're yeah, yeah, yeah. they think, were uh, easily my favorite. Yeah. 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 And what was what was uh, as a recent memory for Urban Rain when we played through it the first time, we finished it completely. And oh, 100 yeah. When you finished it, you unlocked uh, two secret characters who were Paul Phoenix and Martial Law from Tekken. So it was like a crossover. Yeah. So me and Graham, like our two favorite characters. Wait, Martial Law or Forest Law? Martial Law. Oh, sorry. Yeah, the Martial. original. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have no time for this. Uh, but you could have. So I, like, when I play Tekken, Martial Law is, or Forest Law is always mm. my character, and Paul Phoenix was always. Wait, are they, same, are they the same person? No, they're Father two different people. Father and son. Yeah. Uh, Martial no is Forest's dad. Yes. Yes. That's correct. Dang. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the way but what's cool is what's cool is uh, their styles differ very slightly. Like in Tekken Tag Tournament, I'm I'm going off topic here, but I just have to you know I love law. Um, but uh, their style is quite different. And Forrest hasn't been in nearly as many games as Marshall has. But yeah. I prefer his style. Like I wish he was the main law character you could play as. Especially now that we're moving on, I'm like, oh, let the sun take over. You mm. know. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's a story for another day when we're talking about Tekken. But go back to the thing. We got Law and Paul, and we were like, this is amazing. We we'll go to the campaign playing as Law and Paul, and when you're doing it as a team and you both do certain button combinations when you're close to an enemy you'll do like a double takedown like it looks really really cool and uh, a couple of years ago graham was coming back from london for a couple of weeks and i was like you know what? i'm gonna i'm gonna go on and unlock law and paul so we can play through the campaign as those two again when he's over just for old time's sake or whatever and the amount of stuff you have to do the get i have no oh, idea how we did that. I, I have no idea how we did it the first time around they so made it difficult they made it for it completed yeah. on every difficulty every level like you know a rankings and all your fights whatever i was but this you have to remember this was back this was back when the three of us like we didn't have jobs you know we had a lot of spare time to burn in this game yeah. and like this it wasn't a case like you know, you've got 16 different games played. This was, we got Urban Rain's play. Let's play this until we finish it. Yep. That was kind of... It sounds like the developers knew what they were doing. Oh, yeah, they weren't going to just like, give you two amazing characters yeah. and then you would never play as the characters intended they, for the game. Yeah. They yeah, would have yeah. They would have been like today's like of getting a platinum on a playstation that this is what your trophy got you is these two characters so it was literally 100 percent completion to get them the storyline was fantastic though because it was like you know brad hawk the all-american hero it was like so overdone oh, it's just brad and his hawk. his you know the voice took two actor. seconds to come up with that name. yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. what's what, what's brad a cool hawk. first name brad it's like what's pretty american i don't know like eagles hawk. or hawks <laughs> brad hawk he was great though it was like that real corny like over the top uh, time crisis-esque type of uh, mm-hmm. voice acting like you know so you're gonna tell me where he is and who I need to find I was like oh Brad Hawk means business you know? of course he does <laughs> yeah I think um, we'll go maybe like another another one or two or another one let's say honourable mention each before we before we pack it up if you have it if you don't I've Oh, I've I've, well, I guess I have an honorable mention. It's only because I was listening to uh, 
the podcast two weeks ago where you had Colum on and you were talking about Starship Troopers. Yes. And oh. like, I know you transitioned to Starship Troopers with XCOM and you were all looking for like a cool game that was like that. Yeah. But Andy introduced us to Helldivers, which was very oh, much yes. Starship Troopers, yes. but as a top-down third-person yeah. um, shooter where four people just played on the screen. And, uh, you know, like one person controlled where you were moving and everyone else had to kind of keep up with them or get lost behind. So you couldn't see that much. But I mean, you beam down to a planet and then just we're going to war with just wave after wave of aliens. with trying to complete these little objectives as you went. Fire, fire this missile silo off or go get this briefcase and get yeah, it back yeah, to like the... Go, go uh, to this the... base, blow up this thing, escort this uh, NPC over to there. You know, but they had all those cheesy lines like, this is for democracy! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, they're like going each other down and stuff like that. And like... It was just one of those games where, like, it was just so fun because, like, Friendly Fire was obviously a massive deal. Oh, yeah. that, to the yeah. point where, although there's a million enemies on the screen, you were way more likely to kill <laughs> your own person than an alien. And I will never like, forget yeah. in that game as I was like, you're playing it and someone gets killed and has to go away for the drop pods and stuff. And they're murdering. You've all bunched up together and you're waiting as the last person to come in and their drop pod lands square yeah. on all of you and just murders like all the amount, the of you. Yeah, the amount of moments where we're out. just like back to back <laughs> it's their last dish and someone calls in a mech and it just comes down <laughs> on all of us and kills us all. Oh, good just times. Such yeah. great and That was a game I don't think we actually played as much as I would have. played a lot of, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, it, it was kind of like, a, and I, it, it's, it's still on my uh, library on the PlayStation. And I scroll past it and I'm looking for like, oh, what? what unfinished game will I download and go to now when there's a bit of a drought, you know? Mm. And uh, I always knock by Helldivers and I'm like, is it worth putting this in the chat to see if people are ever going to come back to Helldivers? I would definitely I would, I'd 100% game. be on that one, yeah. That yeah. was a Okay, I'm going to put it in the game. chat. We <laughs> but it was like, especially after listening to you guys, I was like, how is someone not mentioning Helldivers? Yeah. Because it is basically Starship Troopers. And can I just throw game. in really quickly here, just, and just uh, I'll like mention that, there's a Starship Troopers game being launched. Amazing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's a f- uh, I don't know if it's local co-op, so if it fits into the podcast, but just so you guys are aware, there is an actual... It's got a online play, at least anyway, and it's like a, a defense game where you literally set up your bases and you get swarmed by the bugs. That sounds and about it's, right. It's got all of the, the voice lining in it. It just makes you feel like, oh, it's even... That's the, it, pretty it's everything. It's fantastic. But a, final, a final note on Helldivers, just in case people don't know where we're thinking of playing it. It's one of those games where, like, yeah, it's four-player, but you and every single other person playing the game are on a team because it's humans versus the aliens. So yep. it takes your yeah. score into account and this is kind of like a galactic domination. And the game gets more and more difficult the better the humans are doing, like the yeah. better people are playing online. So it gets harder and harder to crack that that like final like uh, get base that last on planet, that, yeah. like, that little planet, you know, and get, get the alien queen or whatever like to defeat her so it's one of those games that's just more and more fun the more people play it so how much more of a co-op thing can you have yeah that's it that's pretty much that. Yeah, it is exactly because it was one of those things that was a lot of fun and couch co-op. It just, Planet Earth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just seemed to be like that thing that was kind of like a passing in the wind. It was like the wrong time for us. Maybe a different. I think game it must have out. been because yeah, yeah. it's a game. Like every time I pass by, I'm like, I had such fun with that. Like we kind of just stopped playing that game. Well, it's always I, competing with Smash, like yeah, every yeah. other game. So it's yeah. hard to make room for them sometimes. Yeah, you know? and if I could throw in one last one, if absolutely. We've got time for yes. it. So and this is just the one that like this personifies what like couch co-op means to me like playing even three years like claire if you met my wife mm-hmm. when i first met her did not like video games thought they were a waste of time but you stuff. ground her down just, yeah, until, just I mean, like you just, ground this guy down yeah, yeah now I mean, he just, likes being luigi <laughs> <laughs> and that's what we keep telling him he accepted his punishment <laughs> but like that i mean i i tried for ages to get her into game, playing games but you wouldn't play it by yourself kind of thing so i figured oh, you know what stardew 
Stardew Valley. So we yeah. started playing that game, and like she fell in love with that game. And that is literally like it's the two of us sitting down, just chilling out, playing this game, working on our farm, doing all this kind of stuff, and just enjoying a game, enjoying playing a game together, where there's no stress, there's no panic. It's just let's just sit here, chill out, play Stardew Valley for a few hours, and just it's a wonderful game. Re- realize we've passed ten hours and don't know why so, it's dark out. Funny Stardew Valley story uh, that I have a column was uh, we were just both getting into Stardew Valley separately and I had said to him, oh, there's an update for the PlayStation version. Uh, yeah, it would have been the PlayStation version where you can play like online. Mm. And, like we can both play off our consoles and start a farm. And I went down to Colm's place, uh, your parents' place, Greg, or whatever, and went down there and I was like, hey, let's, let's play. But the update hadn't come out yet. So we're like, oh, so we just started our own farms then. So we had like <laughs> Colm's farm, had Darren's farm, we had like two just separate things going on. Just having the chats. It was real like nice and chill. And we were playing for ages. It was like 1 or 2 a.m. I was like, oh my God, I just definitely go home. Like I need to go home. Mm. And so I exited out of the game and then the, I got a, immediately got a notification at the top of the corner saying like, update for Stardew Valley. And I just looked over at Colm who looked back at me being like, <laughs> We'll start a new farm. Yeah. It was like, like <laughs> 1 a.m. I'll never get like staying over in the house and leaving as the birds were beginning to wake up. I was like, oh, I'm oh what have I done? <laughs> oh, look what you've done to me. What was that update? Sorry. So uh, on the PlayStation version, you could only play yourself. So but they were bringing an update that would allow people to online hop into your um, oh, farm. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So you get a yeah. second little cabin on your farm that yeah. other people can... So you're over comms and you're both just playing separately? Separately, yeah. yeah. But that wasn't... Oh. That was, we thought the update was already out. Right. So we went down yeah, and yeah. was like, well, we've come down to play Stardew. We're going to play Stardew. So it. we started our own farms. And then later that night, we quit it out. It showed us the update. And we're like, you want to go again? <laughs> well, <laughs> yes. we're here. We have the yeah, PlayStation. Why, so. why the hell not? <laughs> yeah, it was great. It's so addictive. Um, I think we'll probably um, leave it there, fellas, at a reasonable, yeah. reasonable yeah. Uh, time. This has been uh, Couch Co-ops. Um, if we made any mistakes in anything that we said, or you want to tell us what your favorite Couch Co-op games are out there listeners you can email us at uh, the gift of gaming pod at gmail oh, God. did you no. get that right i don't know i got it you can email us at the gift of gaming podcast at gmail.com or tweet us at gift of gaming pod i've got oh, you've made it so difficult for yourself hey, like, listen, the really hands are all gone like i'm so late to the party do you know what I mean like i'm, I'm do you think going... it's one of the listeners who just like after episode one was like i'm gonna screw over these guys <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna take the handle but like twitter's been out for how many years and i've now been like oh, i know but why would anyone yeah. go with the gift of gaming well you know? someone it's already so has specific. someone ha- and I'll, i should you know i should search for them this is on you darren i bet yeah. you like if you had done it week one we would have had it but <laughs> the first person to listen to the show went straight online like locked all that i'll stuff. reach out to them and is, say, is, this a, is this a bad time to mention that it was me <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> son of a I'm bitch. gonna get this. And if you like, we're gonna do a post show uh, after this. Uh, and if you like the content and want to uh, contribute and help us continue to make content, uh, you can have a look and join our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash the gift of gaming. And you can join there for as much as a cup of coffee a month uh, to listen to us talk shit about just about anything in our post shows. This has been the Gift of Gaming podcast. Andrew, Craig, thanks very much for joining me. Thanks for having me. Thank you. On this couch of mostly co ops. I'm, I'm looking at you Craig <laughs> I stuck, stuck to the rules for the most part yeah, you got there uh, yes this has been the Gift of Gaming podcast uh, thanks very much uh, Andrew and Craig thanks very much to our listeners and uh, guys out there keep enjoying the gift that is gaming peace out later bye